the realities there haven't been much in the short sale market for the past couple of years. So what have you been doing with yourself without short sales to keep you busy besides dominating the world? Just buying houses um, as rental properties. We dabbled in a few Airbnbs, but mostly just expanding the brokerage. Um, Now we have 100 agents at Pink (sighs) Realty here in Colorado Springs. Incredible. And that went from just me and Russ back in 2009. And um, now we have 100 agents, probably even more. Um, and closing probably eight to 900 transactions a year. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. This crowd is amazing. They're just really nice people. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every single week to the show. I got to tell you, I am over the top excited right now. You would not believe who's in my studio right now. And before I even tell you who it is, she's got an amazing favorite color. That's going to come up a lot in this discussion. One of the top short sale agents in history literally wrote the book on short sales. Right here across in the studio is none other than the incredibly talented, amazing Monica Breckenridge. Monica, how the heck are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Donnie. I'm so I'm so excited to have you. Listen, we're going to go back in time a little bit to where you and I met. Uh, what what year do you think that was? What did you think it was? 11, 12 before that? I think it was probably 2008. Eight, maybe eight nine. So the crisis yeah. had probably just started. I think that we were just we we're just getting into the fold of the the downfall in the marketplace. Um, we had joined a coaching program with none other than the uh, incredible Michael Jake. Right, so Monica and I were in this. If you can imagine this, you're in we're in Mike Jake's dining room, right, for like a year and a half, like once a week, a year and a half. We're going to the same dining room space, and we are learning together about uh, investing in real estate. However, I guess I wasn't as good of a student. I don't I don't know where it changed. <laughs> like our trajectory went from I'm doing okay to you became this uber star. So Monica is the owner and operator and founder of. Pink Realty. Okay, if you well, definitely if you're in the Colorado Springs market, you have seen the pink cars, the pink signs, the pink awnings that are building off of Austin Bluffs. But pretty much, you've got how many franchises across the country now? How many are operating? I don't have any more franchises. Okay, I'm in full control now. Okay, you gave up the franchise (laughs) model. (laughs) That was an experience. Let me tell you. (laughs) We're not going to head down that road at all. No. That was a fun time. Um, so no more franchises. You've got partners all over the country doing the pink realty fra- pink realty model, right? No more franchises. No just, more franchises. Just, just just partners who are doing pink yes. realty, and they're, they're selling real estate into that. And obviously hundreds of transactions, tons of short sales, but the, the realities there haven't been much in the short sale market for the past couple of years. So what have you been doing with yourself without short sales to keep you busy besides dominating the world? Just buying houses um, as rental properties. We 
dabbled in a few Airbnbs, but okay. mostly just expanding the brokerage. Okay. Um, now we have 100 agents at Pink Realty here in Colorado Springs. Incredible. And that went from just me and Russ back in 2009. And um, now we have 100 agents, probably even more. Um, and closing probably eight to nine hundred transactions a year. I, I have to get what? I'm sorry, did you, <laughs> did you say eight to nine hundred transactions a year? Is that, is yes. That, oh, wow. I mean, I, I, listen. So back in that Michael Jake era, you've got like the short sale thing was just kind of starting to come into fruition. We were learning about it in real time, right? And it kind of how it was going to affect the market. Could you go over real quick since you wrote the book on it? Could you explain to the general public what a short sale is? And you guys are about to get a taste of short selling from the short sale queen, right? So really slow down and pay attention to what Monica says here, but go over the short sale process for us, if you would, please. So a short sale is when the homeowner owns owes more than what the house is worth. Right. And they're in default. Mm -hmm. They're they're in a hardship situation and they need to sell the house. Right. They can't afford the house anymore. They if they sell the house, they would end up going to closing with money right. and they can't do that. They don't have the money to do that. No. Right. So what do they do? They're gonna have to go to the bank and ask, can I sell the house for less than what I owe? Right. And we make a hardship to the bank and say, this is my hardship package, and they have to submit all these documents to the bank, and now we get to buy the house, us cheap. as investors, right. really cheap. Yep, yep. So that, that's fascinating. So if you can imagine you're the bank for a second, okay, and somebody comes to you, they owe you a quarter million dollars on this house, and they come to you and say, hey, I know I owe you 250 grand, but I'm hurting a little bit right now. Property values have come down. I lost my wife. I lost my dog. All the lists of stuff that happens in this process, and now I only want to give you $200,000 for the property, even though I owe you two fifty. dollars How would you respond personally? Well, obviously, you're going to say, heck no, I want the other $50,000. But that's where the hardship comes in, right? Yes. You're explaining to the bank, what, what is, is it a, it's a letter? It's like a, you're emailing them or mailing them, this is what's going on. Detail the hardship part for me. It's a, a whole hardship letter. So the homeowner has to write a hardship letter explaining okay. why they're behind on payments, okay. whether it's a divorce, a death, COVID. Yep. They, That's a big one. That's going to be a big one this time. It's a big one right now. Yep. Um, probate. They're going through probate because a family member died. Um, an illness, medical expenses, mm -hmm. um, collections are adding up. It can't just be I'm... Can't pay you and don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it can't just be I'm pregnant. Now I need to have a new house for my family. Right. It's, it has to be a legitimate reason. And we submit a whole hardship package to the bank. It's yes. a literally a hundred page wow. package that That's, we submit to them. Okay. I remember the very first thing that I bought with my very first closing was a fax machine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need to, need to send that hundred page fax. Yes. I felt bad for the bank teller on the other side of the going, how long is this going to go? Good Lord, a hundred pages. That's crazy. Now it's e-fax, of course. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> so, so imagine that's the process. They own more of the property than it works. Than it's, than it's worth right now in the market. And, and listen, we haven't had this discussion about properties being less than their worth in, what, two, three years? Because everything's been going up so fast. Now, suddenly, here we are in the 2022 market, and we're seeing this again. So are you getting a lot of calls for short sales already? I'm already getting them. See, and a lot of people are still thinking that the market is super hot and raging upwards. But the reality is a lot of people are already in trouble in our very local market, right? It's getting bad. 
really bad. <laughs> is it bad that I'm excited about that a little bit? <laughs> I'm excited. Of course you are. You're the short I've sale already queen. bought 10 homes. Are you serious? In what time frame? In two weeks. Okay. See, <laughs> I'm glad you guys are listening to this, okay? Because by the time that you, like, we fast forward a couple months, everybody's going, there's no crisis. Everything's fine, right? And you're listening to Monica buying homes in short I sale. I haven't bought a house in three years. Well, maybe a couple. Right. Here Literally. Because the housing market has been like, boom, 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 boom. Right. right. I have bought 10 houses in two weeks from desperate people calling me. And in, and in short sale. So, I mean, are they behind? How long is the short sale process taking? Oh, God. It's nothing short in short sales. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back then we were expecting six to nine months. It, are we? It, it can take fastest short sale I've ever done is two weeks. Wow. But it can take, on average, six months. Okay. Usually. So that's an average. So yes. that's still about the same. Yes. Do you think the banks, knowing what happened last time, will be more equipped to handle the Russia short sale hardship requests this time than they were last time? Or you think they're still as dumb as they were last time and it's going to take forever? No, it's going to take forever for them to ramp up. They're okay. not They're not prepared. They don't have the underwriters in place. They don't have the ability. No. So you got to remember, you're going to the bank and you're saying, I owe you 250 I want 200 There's not just one person who can stamp approval on that and go, yeah. okay, we'll take the hit. They're right? going to have to go into a hiring spree right now. Just to bring people back on. Yes. Right? So banks will be behind again. And that's actually an opportunity for for what you do, right? If they're, if they're slow and they're compressed, people are going to be forced to find an expert in the short sale field. Mm-hmm. The average agent got licensed in the past four or six years, maybe, has no idea what a short sale even is, much less the, the huge process. I remember back then, how many people did you have on staff just managing your short sale department? Do you remember? I had at least four people. And I remember I had a list of everybody that worked at every bank. I know yep. that doesn't even exist anymore. No, nope, all those people are <laughs> gone. I have to write my new list again. <laughs> to start over on that process, yes. right? So the process is seller comes in, they're in trouble, you help them with the hardship thing, you negotiate the short sale, and then obviously the benefit is you have a property that's now at 200 that they owed 250 on that might be worth 325 Yes. 375. So yes. you're picking these things off dirt cheap. Yes. And then are you going to remodel them and flip them, keep them as rentals? What's your exit strategy? Mine going is always going to be rental. Your hold. And okay. I, I do BRR method as well. So Burr. if the house, I created the BRR method. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that, but yes. I want to hear that story. Let's, hear, let's, <laughs> let's play that out because we've heard that term a long time. Yes. I was the one that created it. Nobody even knew it existed. So and then all, that out. And then all of a sudden it, it just created. Huge thing, I right? wasn't the one that made the name BRRR. Right. But the formula. But the formula. Mm-hmm. So I was the one that created it. I wrote the whole blog on bigger pockets and okay. then all of a sudden it became a thing. It took, <laughs> you should have wrote the book on Burr, right? I should have. For those who don't know what she's talking about, it's buy, rehab, refinance, repeat. Well, rent. Rent. Rent and then repeat. Rent. So it's actually three R's at the yes, end, right? Yes, and I did that with all my short sales. Okay, okay. I bought them super cheap. Right. I, I um, bought them with Merchant's Mortgage. Okay. And Are those guys still around? Yes. That's amazing. And then we rehabbed <laughs> them because they were all fixer-uppers. Right. Um, so you had to get them 30% below market. Okay. Because then it, the money costs were at least 10%. Right. And then we refinanced the house. Down to conventional So rates. that we got it for zero money out of pocket. <laughs> so I was out of pocket, absolutely zero money. And then we refinanced with um, Denver Mortgage Company okay. after 90 days. Yep, because then, season it And for a then bit. we got renters in immediately 30 days after. So I was already collecting rent money after 30 days. Right. 
I was the creator, but I took, I did a whole class on it. It's okay. on my um, YouTube page. That's amazing. That's, I, I believe it. I know you were in the very early stage, and, you, and what's great about you is the systems that you developed. That's, I mean, that's why the brokerage grew so fast. Mm-hmm. That's why the short sale process happened so quick. I mean, you're you're a systems queen. Is that, that kind of your? Yeah. Do you enjoy the system side, or is that more? I like, I love systems. Are you a system I person? I have to have systems. And I want to be a systems person so bad. <laughs> But I'm actually a visionary. I just dream stuff up. I can't, I can't really. I can't get anything done. I just like talking about it. I'm a systems person and a task manager. <laughs> yes. Well, I remember that. I worked with you for a while. So there's a story that you need to know. Is like so when we were expanding to Denver, we were, Lord and I were moving up to Denver. We actually opened a pink realty franchise in Denver, and you know this was when it was a franchise model, and that's why you mentioned you're not doing that anymore. We're not going to head down that angle, but I, I remember it was a lot of systems, a lot of tasks, and I was just completely overwhelmed because you had a solution for everything. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, like, wow, how did you develop all these processes? So what, what's your secret sauce on process management? Tell people how do you, or do you just sit down and write out the steps? Do you, do you use Trello? What's, what's your favorite way of developing a process? Give me the short version of that. It's oh a tough God. one. It's a tough one, right? I'm throwing curveballs at you. I know. <laughs> I think of how I like it done and right. um, I have to use programs. Okay. Everything has, and then I look on the internet and I try to find a program to find a solution to how I get it done. Yep. And then I start interviewing the companies to see which program will do everything that I need. Makes sense. So paperless pipeline is my transaction management system. Yep. And I use short sale commander back then for short sales. I have no idea if that's going to be what I'm going to use now for short sales. Okay. Um, that may be what I go back to again. Right. Are I they have, still around if you look? I have no idea. And there's been no short sales for, what, four or five years? Exactly. Yeah, like, all these I'll systems are to, gone. I'll have to find out. Right, right. And I even think they changed their name to Realty Commander at <laughs> one point. So weird. <laughs> but I need a system to track everything. Right. How many short sales do you think you were working at a time back then? Like, how many were? Over 100 at one time. Listen to what she said there. 100 properties in process at a time. And you, and with a staff of four, that's incredible. I mean, that's a lot of work to just get that done. But wasn't a lot of it following up with the banks and convincing them to take the short sale discount? How often did you have to ping them again and go, you guys going to take this discount? You're going to take the discount? At least three times a day. I mean, not day, week. A week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. A day would have been painful, but week is still a lot. Well, sometimes multiple times a day if sure. it was going to foreclose. Right. I didn't want it to foreclose. It's not good for anybody. No. Right? And what's beautiful about the short sale process, and I, and I distinctly remember, because nobody knew what short sales were back then, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this mindset that you were this like bad person who was like taking people's equity. And I remember hearing, I go, do you understand that she's saving Hundreds of people, thousands, thousands of people from short from foreclosure mm-hmm. with what she's doing, and you guys would have like, well, people are losing their homes. So they're, no, they were going to lose their homes, and mm-hmm. instead. They got a short sale negotiated, and it got sold for less than what was owed, but far better than the loss financially to just foreclosing going back to the bank, right? right? Do you think we're to see that same stigma this time around against the short sale term? Or I mean, not that you care, because it's going to make you a bunch of money anyway, but do you think people are going to have that same problem this time around? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, Everybody's going to have that stigma, but we're helping homeowners. That's no what I care about. I don't want people to lose their house. Yes. And walk away with nothing. 
Yeah. Right? The upside of the short sale, at least they walk with their credit. Some, I mean, better intact than a foreclosure, which damages you for how long? Two to four years before you can contemplate? Seven years. Wow. See, that, that's news to me. I, I've forgotten that. It's been so long mm-hmm. since we've had that discussion, right? Yeah. So somebody who goes through a short sale is being saved from a credit ding that will prevent them from home ownership for an entire seven-year cycle. Yeah. As opposed to what you're doing, which is a basically like a late payment in a lot of ways. Like they were late for a little bit. You what can it, buy again immediately on a VA short sale if you're current on the on the loan. Okay. So you can short sell so, the amount and then go back and buy another house. Yes, because on a VA loan, That's if you're getting PCS orders and, right. and you're not if there's no equity because of the market, so you, have to short you sell can buy again immediately. Because it's the VA's fault that you have to move, right? It's, yes. it's, it's the VA's fault that you have to leave yes. your house at a time of crisis. Yes. So it's awesome they do that for their soldiers. Yes, but your amount of your VA loan that you qualify for is now reduced by that amount that you had a short sale. So didn't they take the cap off the VA loan? I heard that they weren't there was no longer a limit anymore. So yeah, there's no limit to the eligibility of the VA. It's just if you can qualify for it financially. So even that Maybe. may not be the case anymore. I thought it was based on the market, though. Mm, that, I don't know. That'll be something to be interesting to find mm-hmm. out. If you're a VA mm-hmm. expert, hit us up on that. But you may be yeah. right. It may be market dependent, yeah. right? So the point of bringing Monica on the show, in addition to having rock stars on my show, is super awesome. And this is like the rock star of all rock stars in my world. But is that the market's changing and you're already preparing for that, yes. right? Because I'm coming on the show every week, Monica, and I'm telling people I know it's been awesome for the last two years, but you need to start setting up your systems for what the future holds, and we're seeing it right now. Like, some of the stats, we were talking on the way in here, 900, was it you who posted, is a 900% increase in foreclosure yes, filings? Yes, that was me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did, say, say that for the, I want you to say it. Well, what's the current status of foreclosure filings in El Paso County? 900% increase since last year. Okay. There's so, over 400 active foreclosures. From, from like, basically zero... Six yeah. months ago to 900%, 400 filings right now. Yes, so go door knocking. Bring me the deal. <laughs> I mean, or me. I mean, it's my show, but I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to find her pink card or pink sweater. Like, well, I remember Monica because I'm pink. Who's that Dottie guy? <laughs> No, bring one of us the deal. It's probably going to be Monica, and that's fine. But the real, what kind of outbound marketing are you going to be doing to get the short sales? How are you going to get people to call you on, on that? What do you mean? Well, like, what, what's the plan to get the phone ringing for, for people who are in debt? Me? Yeah. I send out letters, okay. foreclosure letters. I have bus bench ads. Yes. Um, I used to do door knocking, so I would hire bird dogs to go yep. door knock. Sometimes I have my agents go out and door knock for mm-hmm. me. Um, All hundred of them. That's, that's, that's an army. That's an army yeah. of door knockers, right there. Yes, I used to go out and door knock. That's how I started. That's how you built this empire. Yes. And I, and I remember actually that inspiration. Uh, I door knocked a little bit myself, but I'm, I'm a large burly black guy, and I'll be frank with you: door knocking and large burly black guy does not work out like it worked exactly you, how you'd you expect. You look like you're going to evict them, right? Right. So they didn't answer the door often. When they did, it was super ugly, right? But when Laura. And you go door knocking, and you, you look nice and cute, and you yeah. seem kind. So they're going to open the door and have yeah. a conversation with you. So yeah. utilize that if you're, you know, if you're pleasant looking, utilize door knocking. Now, if you're covered in tattoos, like I'm not saying not to, <laughs> it just it's going to get harder yes. for you if you yeah. have that, right? But so the image counts on door knocking, right? Yeah. So the phone starts ringing. People are going to be in demand. You got a hundred page short sale package. You're going to send to their lender, mm-hmm. and then six months from that point, you're going to get them out of a very tough situation. Yes. And, and, I, and I saw it in real time. So I bought you know, down the back then. I remember buying a couple. People were just so thankful mm-hmm. 
for your process of getting them through it. It really is a counseling thing. How do you counsel a, a homeowner who's going through this process that this is not the end of the world? Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. It's very heart-wrenching. Yes. I cry many times with them. I really do. I believe it. Um, sometimes short sale isn't the right option for them. Sometimes a loan modification is better for them. Sure. Um, if they're early on in the process, let's try to save their house. Yes. Um, I give them all their options. Um, yes. So I, I try to look at everything with them and help them as much as I can save their house mm-hmm. if that is the best option for them. Yeah, and that, that, that's why it's it's a hero angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a profit in it, and the profit for us investor types is huge, but you can also make such a massive difference in people's mm-hmm. lives by taking the mindset that maybe a short sale is not the discussion we need to be having. Maybe, yeah. you know, you just need to sell the house. A lot of people may come to you and they have tons of equity, they mm-hmm. can just sell it. And I'm sure at that point, it's just list it and sell it yeah. before you need to short sell it. But not everybody is yeah. a good actor in this industry. Yeah. So how do you separate yourself? I mean, your reviews are incredible. Yeah. So that, that's a big part of it. How do you keep yourself separate from the bad guys in this industry? My smile. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> when I first started, I didn't have reviews. Right. I, I literally just had to be genuine and sweet, mm-hmm. um, especially anybody that's brand new. You don't have reviews. So right. just be genuine and sweet and caring with them. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, now I've built myself up that I could show them my reviews and my photos and my handwritten reviews yes. with all my past clients. So, yes. um, but if you are just starting, just be genuine and don't take advantage of anybody. Please, I will come over there and slap you. Oh, that, that's one thing about you. When you're, you don't say much on social media, but when you do, it's like, oh boy, you pissed Monica off. Not a good idea. <laughs> I do not like bad investors. Oh, bad actors in the industry in general. Real estate agents, investors across the board. And honestly, if we don't self-police, mm-hmm. right? think of the damage, especially in the market we're heading to right now. <laughs> If we don't police the, the bad actors of this industry, it could be very you painful. You make a for bad name for all of us. That's exactly right. Yes. And I always lead in that. I mean, obviously, we learned that from Michael. We, we had that innately to ourselves anyway. But the integrity, the ethics of what we do is critical to your yeah. success. And then you're way better at the empathy piece mm-hmm. than I am. I can tell already that you're very good at, well, you know, that sounds like a really hard problem. I struggle with that. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, just sell me the house. Like, how much, yeah. how much longer do I have to be here, right? Yeah. I mean, can you just close the deal? But the empathy helps. Are you training your agents that empathy? Can you train empathy at that level, do you think? No, you either got empathy or you don't. Right. I don't think you can train that. Right. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. That, that that was my issue yeah. back then. Like I just I didn't I didn't 
I care in the sense that I want to do right by the client, mm-hmm. right? But I don't care in the sense that I want to spend time listening to the entire story of how they ended up in this situation. Yeah, right? you need a person that knows how to do that right. and has that empathy. Absolutely. And I'm not that person. <laughs> Never gonna be that. And Laura is like way worse at that than I am. And Laura's like, I really don't give a bleep what's going on. Just get out of the house, right? During the short sale process, they're not paying. They're behind on payments. Are you, they're obviously, they're still not going to make payments. So they're kind of living there for free for six months? They right? are. And, and, I mean, you have to be cool with that because it's not your loan anyway. But, I mean, how are you preparing them for, hey, the date is coming where you're going to move out? I mean, do you usually have a timeline you can give them to when they have to be out of the property? Yeah, they and sometimes the bank gives them cash for keys too. Okay. Um, so sometimes they give them three thousand dollars. Okay. Um, a VA loan gives them fifteen hundred dollars. Got it. Um, so depending on what type of loan, they do get money for when they move out. But when they are not um, making that mortgage payment, I tell them save every penny they can because they're going to need to find a rental. Right. And put money away. Yes, absolutely. Because it's going to get worse, and the rental market ain't going to be pretty either when they're heading out of the short sale crisis, right? Yes. A lot of people are going to have to move from home ownership to rentals, which is why mm-hmm. you want to do the long-term holds yeah. because the life of a landlord is about to get really, really good, right? Because yeah. rentals are going to go up. What's the number that a short sale makes sense? Like if they're $5,000 where they have to bring the gap, do you still negotiate this? Do you have a, a minimum amount that you want to negotiate off to make the short sale worth your time? Or is it just based on what the property is worth? Whether it be a good investment. Like if a guy came in, he's only $10,000 below. He owes 10000 more than what it's worth. Is that worth going through the short sale process for you? Yeah, I'll help anybody. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done short sales where I didn't make a, a commission. Right. I've done short sales where I paid the homeowner, the bank. I just don't want the homeowner to lose their house. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And you're hearing this here first because I know again. I, was, I remember back in the day, everybody wanted, and not just you, but anybody who did. Nobody was doing short sales at your level. I know everybody thinks close. I'm crazy, but I'm like, I can't have the homeowner lose their house. I really just can't. Well, it's not. It's not crazy. It's doing good in the world. Look how well it's done for you. Like a hundred agent firm, like a beautiful office, beautiful house you're building. You've you've done well because you've made it your life's work to help people out. Mm-hmm. Which is the beauty of real estate investing is you make a bunch of money. And you can help people who are in a real troubled situation at the same yeah. time. I mean, right? in the meantime, I'm listing the house. I'm getting buyer leads. So I know I'm making up for it in the meantime. Right. I don't care if I'm losing money on the listing. Because you can make up for it on the buyer side. I do. 100%. Yeah. I remember back in the day, you were fixing stuff, too. Like if the furnace was bad or something, you were like fixing the furnace or taking it off your commission or things like that. Are you still you probably don't have to do that in an up-increasing market, but you're still kind of in that mindset, whatever I, it takes. I did what I do whatever it takes. I am that kind of listing agent, and I just do whatever it takes. It's amazing. And it's worked. <laughs> it has worked extremely well. So how long before the market shits the bed? I mean, let's just get it out there. How, how, how much longer? What's your crystal ball say as far as it's bad now, but they're still in denial that it's bad? When do you think it gets bad to where everybody recognizes it's bad? When do you think the press will catch up with, with the reality of the market? A year from now? Two years from now? Never? I'm already seeing the press already making 
they're, they're alluding to it, but it's not like I remember in 08. Do you remember in right. 08 where the press right. was like, it's, it's the end of the world, mm-hmm. there's a huge... They're, they're saying it's coming, so I'm seeing signs, but I don't. we're not getting the messaging that probably yeah. we should be getting if yeah. they were accurately reporting the market. Mm-hmm. But I've always said the press usually language is about a year behind yeah. what's actually happening. Is this just limited to Colorado Springs? Do you think other it's markets... Nation- no, it's nationwide. Are you going to go nationwide for it? Are you going to do short sales everywhere this time or just going to keep staying in the Springs, or what do you think? It's a tough call. I know. Because you're trying to retire. Didn't we talk about that earlier? Yes. Like, I really need to take a trim back here. <laughs> but, but all this money and all this helping people is going to be really tough to get out, right? Yeah. I'm probably going to just stay in Colorado Springs, maybe Okay. Tennessee. Okay. What do you like about that market? I have an agent there. Okay. Just yeah. the right people. And Russ has his license there. Okay. So. It's just a good spot for you guys yeah. to be in. Yeah. I love that. Pueblo, you playing down there much or... Oh, I do a lot of transactions in public. You? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where our flipping business is really gone because we can't give a house away in Colorado Springs right now. So we thought we maybe would try the flipping market in Pueblo. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the short sale market down there is going to have to be humongous. But now you get a whole translation. Mm-hmm. There's a language barrier that's going to go. When people come in and they're asking, I mean, you're, you're advertising, are you in trouble? So you're not, you're not using the term short sale. You're offering short sales as one of your options to help. But what's Correct. the verbiage that gets them to call, that gets them comfortable that you're here to solve the problem, not hurt them? How do, you, um, how do you describe that in your marketing? I do avoid foreclosure. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And in my letters, I do, I might mention short sale. Okay. Because sometimes they have equity. Right. They're not, they may not be in a short sale situation with the know. way the market values have increased right now. Right. They right. may be able to do a full payoff. I just bought a house yesterday okay. and it was they were behind on payments, but it was a full payoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah they walked away with $40,000. From going from potentially losing their home. Yeah. Because a lot of people are in that ostrich, put their head in the sand thing, right? Yep. Then they come to you and they walk out with $40,000. Yes. See, that's incredible. Yeah. And so you're, you're advertising avoid foreclosure. They come in. They got to put their pride aside. That's got to be a big part of this where people are willing to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So your marketing does have to come across as very empathetic. Yes. To get them to pick up the phone and make that first phone call, yes. right? Now you're walking through the whole process. You're consulting with them. You're getting permission to talk to their lender. I remember the power of attorney documents we had to get done when we mm-hmm. were setting these things up. And then you're waiting the six months. Who determines what the purchase? How who, you're determining how far short they are? Do you tell the bank this is how much below market I think this is worth? They they actually hire a BPO okay. sometimes an appraisal if it's an FHA and a VA loan they'll hire an actual appraisal. Gotcha. Okay. And they hire a third party BPO. Makes sense. You'll Which get is, you'll get to know those people really well. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them we probably already know now. Right? Some of the people have been doing this for a long time. I remember uh, Tom Lazaro, a good buddy of ours. Like he's doing all the BPOs yes. for the uh, for the the retail the flips we're buying. Yep. And they keep calling Chris in. Cooper. Cooper's big on that. Muldoon was yep. doing a ton of those. So a lot of the guys we know, but I bet they got to bring in a lot more because mm-hmm. of the rush of things that's going to take place on this. Yep. We, we've been talking on Facebook a lot about when the crisis is going to start, and it's kind of a mixed bag of people who are still, we've talked about people being in denial right now. Yes. How are you handling agent denial with your own staff and then like the outer public? How, how are you assuring them that this is happening? 
I've told them we're in a recession. Yes. Um, I'm telling them I'm going to bring in investor training, um, actually trying to reach out to Mike Jake, and he agreed to do training in our office. Oh, how awesome is that? Because um, I want to. How to and, return. And maybe even you. I'd love to come in. Because I want to train the agents on how to work with investors because yes. you can't rely on our market anymore. You can't. Um, who is our buyer right now? It's going to be investors. It's going to be investors. We need to make offers for the investors. Yes. That's going to be our buyers right now. Yep, absolutely. And, and, and becoming an, I started as an investor focused agent because mm-hmm. of Mike Jake, because mm-hmm. of our training back then, right? Yeah. So only only clientele I wanted to work with was us, yep. fundamentally, right? And you you're very well equipped for that because you're buying yep. the houses. Yeah, and we work with home partners, and by golly, they're going out of business right now. I heard that. What? Did they just run out of money? Like what the heck? That was super fast. <laughs> what what happened? They were buying everything for a while, and now they're just done. I don't know why buy in the highest market, but not in the lowest market. That doesn't make no sense to me. The end. Well, you remember. Zillow on the whole overpaying by 20, 30,000. If you just got money to burn, I guess you do a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. Right? Mike Jake said it best. If you can uh, make money without money in real estate, you're going to do great when you have money, right? <laughs> on the flip side of that, if you if you can't make money when you're broke, you are not going to make it when you're well off. And that's Zillow. That, that was the Zillow thing. That's home partners, mm-hmm. right? But we both started kind of from yep. nothing in a lot of senses, yep. right? To building this massive empire. I think that's so important. And all Listen, all of you potential coaching students out there, pay attention. Monica Breckenridge is my studio right now, and she's reminding us of a time when I was you and, and you were trying to figure things out. Right. Listen to the, the sage advice, of the professionals that are well ahead of you. We're in a recession right now. We're not waiting for a recession. We're not hoping for a recession anymore. It's happening. You got to get out in front of it. You got to start marketing. You got to start door knocking. You got to start doing all the stuff that you didn't want to do because that's what separates you from the Monica Breckenridge in the world is you've been unwilling to do the steps that have to get done. Right. Absolutely. Any parting thoughts, motivational stuff? How do you how do you? Let's pump my clients up here. How do we get people excited about how much money can be made and how many lives we can change in the next market? Say something super inspirational for me. What comes to mind is how to change the world a little bit. Well, I can tell you you can do it because I started when I had absolutely zero money out of pocket. Yep. Um, all it takes is your mind. Yep. Um, reading the book, The Secret, yes. absolutely changed my world and watching the movie, The Secret. Yes. The law of attraction yep. is everything. Whatever the mind can consume is what you um, bring about in yes. your external world. So um, what you believe you will receive. And that is really literally what changed my world. I believed I can do it no matter what. I worked at the police department and everybody said, you're crazy. You're never going to do this. I didn't believe anything they said. I said, heck no, I'm going to do it. I believed I can do it. And I did it with absolutely zero money in my pocket. <sighs> I knew I can do it. All I did was start by door knocking, zero money out of pocket, and I did it. So you can do it too, as long as you have the mindset. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. And seriously, that was absolutely amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm touched. And listen, A, she's 100% right. B, she means it. Like, this is, and this now is a, I am a multimillionaire. Thank you. I have a $50 million net. Um, $50 million. Can you, are you buying yeah. drinks after the show? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, this is $50 million net worth. Net what, what, worth, yes. That's what I was trying to what's say. What's the time frame from start to $50 million? What, what do you think? What, what, what's your... That, it's 2022. That, when's that the was first day? about 15 years. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that's going to be the title of the show. From, from like zero to $50 million of net worth in... In, in 15 years, right? And it's doable. All it took... With zero money out of pocket. Right. It was just a belief system. 
Absolutely. It's just believing you can do it. And believing you can do it from a mindset of I can help people, not I can rip people off to become a real estate investor, but rather I can change the world by doing the right thing and make a lot of money in the process, right? Mm-hmm. What's next for Monica Breckenridge? Like you gotta we talked about retiring, you're about a year out, you're stretching yourself out with the staff. What what are you gonna do if you got out of the game? You should take the book on tour. <laughs> I think it's just like a Monica Breckenridge short sale book tour. I'd go on that. <laughs> but what are you thinking? What are you going to do if you did retire? I would go on more vacations, okay. ride my bike yep, yep. all over the world, Yes. <laughs> walk into my office, still help everybody out. <laughs> do you. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really change. couldn't really retire. Do you really think I can retire? I don't. I don't. I don't. That's why I was curious. I mean, we're, so, we're still we're really addicted to buying houses. We were talking about that with your husband and, and Laura and I are the same thing. And you and Russ got to be the same thing. We're just like, I, and I just it's an addiction. Lo- I just love helping people. Yes. But I really would probably go on more vacations yeah. and just ride my bike more. I'd love to see you do that. I want to see you get out of the office a little bit, Monica. Wear your pink biking suit all over the world and keep pushing the pink brand, encouraging yes. people to change lives and helping people the way yes, you've done. I would do that. I love that. I love that. And the secret was a good takeaway as well. And I want you guys, we're going to put that in the show notes, please. I, I, actually, I read that on your advice. Good. And I watched the uh, movie on your advice because it's you a life put it out changer. There. It did. It makes a huge difference on how you, the law of attraction and believing that good things can happen if you just believe in good things. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, it's not that we all walk around so negative, like, I can't be a real estate investor. I don't have any money. I don't know enough. Right? The information's out there. Mm-hmm. Monica Breckett, what's the book called again? Done for you short sales. Done for you short sales. So that's on Amazon, yes. right? You can get it in an ebook format yes. um, or, or the paper copy right there on Amazon. Done for you short sales by Monica Breckenridge. You have got to download that. Learn this short sale business from the ground up from an mm-hmm. expert who's been doing this for a long time because we are heading to a very heavy short sale market. I asked this earlier, but how long before you think you'll be too busy with short sale? You think we're six months from complete inundation or, or longer? I think so. Six months. Six or so. months. I'm already doing them. That's amazing. Yeah. And everybody's telling us the market. I mean, not that the market's fine, but like you said, prices are still going up in certain cases on average. But yet, people are, are finding themselves upside down on their mortgages, right? I mean, people who bought their house six months ago are selling their house because they're PCSing right. divorces. Life happens. Life happens all the time. They lost their job. Right. They have to do a short sale. Right. And you're finding their way out of that in a much much less painful way yes. than going through a foreclosure process, mm-hmm. right? And screwing up your credit so you can't buy again. It's, it's, it's just amazing what you can add, add to society at large. I, I, people will fully appreciate. I don't think they appreciated us much as investors last time. Mm-hmm. This time around, I fully believe that we're going to be the heroes in this market because they're going to understand how important the investor process of taking these houses off. Because if you didn't get them off the market, as short sales, they're going to hit the market as foreclosures, mm-hmm. which is going to bring the entire market down a notch. Yeah. Right? So this is a blessing, what you provide to people. That, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all I got. I'm so excited. Like, oh, I'm over the top excited. Thank you for doing this. Can I have you back on the show? Absolutely. I, I'm excited, too. Oh, it's amazing. I, thank you so much for doing this, Monica, and, and posting on Facebook. We've just, you've been super supportive to me throughout my entire career, and it means the world to me. And I, I thank I you so much I just love you so much, Donnie. Oh, I'm, I'm blushing. It's hard to tell because I'm a black guy, <laughs> but there's, there's a blush there behind it. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> 
Thank you for saying so. And and listen, you got a lot of takeaways here. You need to go ta- download the book, Done For You Short Sales by Monica Breckenridge. We'll put the link in the show notes here. So check that out. If you're already in trouble, I know it's my show, but I can't. I got to be honest with you. As it relates to short sales, she knows way more about that process than I do. So please reach out to Monica on the short sales side. Send some business her way. And if you're just looking to get started, can we talk you into coaching? You're going to you're gonna teach some people what you do out there, you think? or I don't think I'm going to do any coaching. <laughs> not, not, not this time around. No, but I would list the short sale. Okay, there you go. See that? Yeah. That, that's helpful. And then they can bring it to you. Yeah, perfect. See, if she lists it. And then you will coach them. I, I, that, that was the perfect setup for my coaching product. Right? Yes. That, that was amazing. Like, <laughs> and we're going to end on that because you can't get any better than that. She's 100% right. If Monica lists the property, I can buy it. If I buy it, then we that becomes part of the coaching product. All my students get benefits to the properties that my system brings in so you can find your way to do a deal right here in the foreclosure and short sale market. Absolutely. Monica, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show. This is Donnie Corum thanking you guys for tuning into the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast each and every single week and reminding you don't buy a house buy a deal want more of the foreclosure deals coach hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset methodology and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text deal to get a list of foreclosures in your area